Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Post Game Show. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Cards Basketball is also presented by UofL Health. Making the impossible possible. That's the power of you. Kelly Jobs, the employment solution experts. Kellyjobs.com. Bear Nose Pizza. Yeah, it's that good. Cox's Spirit Shop and Evergreen Liquors. Louisville's neighborhood liquor store. UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobsky.com. And Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Now, here's your host, Ethan Moore. Good evening and welcome into the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Postgame Show on 93.9 The Ville. I'm Ethan Moore. Thanks for hanging out with us as we delve into yet another loss for the Louisville Cardinals basketball team under Kenny Payne. And when I host these shows, I start off with this statistic and I basically have them memorized by now, but this again just goes to show how bad Louisville has been under Kenny Payne and why there's just four more games to go. We got three more regular season, one more in the ACC tournament, and this will all be over once again. We This is the third straight year we're talking about. I can't wait for this season to get over with. Here we go. Here's the updated numbers. Louisville basketball under Kenny Payne is 12 and 48 overall, 5 and 32 in the ACC, 1 and 27 away from the Yum Center. 32 of Kenny Payne's 48 losses have come by double digits, and 14 of those 32 losses have been by 20 points or more. 14. 20-point losses is two more than Kenny Payne has wins. I'm going to say that again. He has more 20-point defeats than he does victories as the coach at UofL. Once again, Kenny Payne is firing himself. These numbers are egregious. They're sickening, and we are still in the throes of the twilight zone. How many times did we hear tonight, well, this is the team in the ACC you can't lose to. You don't want to lose to Louisville. I mean, we're in the twilight zone. Kenny Payne was hired 
to fix the program, and without a doubt, he's made it worse. And this isn't a shock that we lost tonight. We knew that this was going to be the 20th loss of the season, thus making Kenny Payne responsible for two of the three 20-loss seasons in the 110-year storied history of Louisville basketball. That's right. In the first 108 years of the program, there was only one 20-loss season. In the two years Kenny Payne has been the coach, Louisville has lost 28 games and now 20, with a few more to tack on. Ladies and gentlemen, Kenny Payne will end his pathetic tenure here losing half a hundred games in a two-year span. 50 games he will lose, if not more, as the Louisville coach in just two years. Egregious. Egregious all around. And, And once again, too, we talked about the defense just being non-existent. It's been the staple. You want you know some consistency from KP? Well, the consistency you're going to get is that the defense is terrible. <laughs> I mean, look at look at the stats in ACC play. I believe this is like the 14th occasion where Louisville has allowed an opponent from from the ACC to score over 80 points. Once again. Louisville's defense is non-existent, allowing Duke to shoot 56% from the field and 50% from three-point range. And if you follow Mark Ennis on Twitter X, he he has shown numerous clips of how Louisville, once again, refuses to close out. They don't, um, they don't hedge out on the picks. Like, they still don't understand how to defend a pick and roll. I mean, the out-of-bounds play. How many times have we seen that in the Kenny Payne era? And and then once again, with the Kenny Payne press conference, it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. Well, here's another stat that Ennis tweeted out. They've played 60 games. They've trailed by 15 or more points in 36 of those games. Exactly 60%. That seemed low, but that's the number we got. 36 out of 60 games, they've trailed by 15 or more points. Did you fight to get that stat? I did fight to get that stat. Nobody showed more fight than me. We've showed a lot of fight in this studio tonight, Ethan. Yes, we did. The Kenny Payne Press Conference presented by UofL Health, making the impossible possible. That is the power of you. This was the quote that's garnered most of the discussion. KP says, quote, no, I didn't think it was the communication. It was about the, you guessed it, fight. That's not what we talked about. How many times has KP blamed it on the players? Zach and I were listening to some of his comments when he was talking with Bob after the the latest loss, Kenny's 48th out of 60 games. And he was talking about, well, we tell the kids this. We tell the kids that. They're just not doing it. Not once did he say, well, the coaches did a bad job doing this. I did a bad job doing that. Blah, 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 blah. We, we, we just don't hear that. We've heard him say, I take full responsibility and then blame the players. And like we've said for months on the postgame, for months on LSL, whatever, 
it is beyond evident that Kenny simply doesn't have a plan and never did. Case in point, using the two 18-year-olds as pawns to try to get a third year, when he just said after the annual loss of the team up the road that he's got to focus on recruiting the portal. Well, last time I checked, if you get a kid from the 24 class and a kid that's going to reclass from the 25 to the 24 class, that's not the transfer portal. And those can be great. They're obviously really good five-star kids from the high school ranks. But what's, what, what, are they, what would they do under Kenny? Nothing. And that's not, that's not on the kids. You can't tell me that this team that was assembled tonight, that got embarrassed and run off the floor against a good Duke team, not great, good, that they couldn't be well over 500 with a competent coach. I've made the argument that they could be a 10 or 11 seed in the NCAA tournament with a competent coach. This team is not devoid of talent. This roster has a lot of talent on it. Just the coach at the top is not a head coach. He has failed spectacularly. It's it's not a shock to say this next statistic, that Kenny Payne's two-year span will have more losses in this in that small sample size than any other two-year stint in the history of Louisville basketball that spans over 110 years. Said at the opening of the program that he will have 50 losses, maybe more, by the time his tenure ends. 50 losses in two years. At Louisville basketball, we're accustomed to 20 win seasons, not 20 loss seasons. But this is where we are. This is where we are, and it's it's enraging. It's it's sad. Like I can understand if 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 you call in or text in that you you turn the game off or you didn't watch you didn't watch it at all, or maybe you got you know you watched the first half and then you then you got disgust you know then you got disgusted after the fact, like, I get it. Or hell, you might have forgotten that they played to begin with. That is where we are. That is where we are. We just got our first caller, and we've been on the air for about 10 minutes or so. Yeah. That says it all. Yeah. Before we open up the phone lines, let's bang out some texts because they are coming in hot and heavy on the UPS Jobs text line at 3831-939. Texter said, I think Josh Hurd will cash in on his relationship with Wright and Villanova, Jada the Ville. I don't know about that, but I would love to see that happen. Texter says, let's get this blank over with. Third 20-loss season in 110 years. Two of those three seasons were owned by Payne. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Texter said, did you hear Jerry Eves? This is his first year. No, that's, that's nonsense. Uh, two 20 lost seasons. Where do we go from here? Well, we're going to get a new coach next season. That's where, that's where we're going to go. Insane to believe Texter says that there are still folks asking for a third helping of this misery. I, I, there, there's, there might be a few, but it's, it, it is, there's not, there's not many left, but yeah, I mean, it's a misery. This is what this is. And so you go from anger, apathy, 
maybe to ignoring. Like, there's just a wide range of emotions that you have. I, I, it was funny. I had a friend text me and, and said, you should just do an hour of dead air to symbolize the death of a Louisville basketball program before the rebirth at the end of the month or maybe the middle of the month. We shall see. The end of next month because this is tomorrow's the last day of February. We got the leap year this year. That's right. That's right. Texter said, Ethan, don't forget to mention these guys had a week to prepare for this latest debacle. Yeah, they did. But then KP said they gave him what? He, they gave him some time off. They gave him two days off after the game. <laughs> you know, he Mike James had to be, they had to make, Mike James had to be talked in or not talked into. They were going to give him more time off, but he didn't want it. And then he also says something to, to, I mean, first of all, you get him, you get embarrassed on your home floor against the next to worst team in the ACC by twenty two, like a booable offense from the fans, and then you give the team days off. <laughs> Can you imagine Patino doing that? Could you imagine Mac doing that? Hell no. <laughs> but that is why we are where we are. I mean, Patina would have had them on the treadmill, puking after a game where you would lose like that. Texter says, "Where is the U of L AD?" Listen, I think you know. Josh said his piece in December, and he's going to say it after this ACC tournament run. And I think the next time he speaks is when he's going to be announcing that there's a coaching change. Texter says. I honestly think Kenny was reluctant to take the job because he knew he couldn't coach and was um, comfortable hiding on the bench as an assistant. Like, I don't, I wouldn't even say he was hiding on the bench as assistant. I think that's what his role is. I think he's a good mentor. He's a good assistant. He can be the, the good cop to the bad cop on the coaching staff. He can. I, I feel like he would be an asset to a basketball staff in an assistant role. In that mentor counselor role, but he, it's painfully obvious that he's not cut out for it. And then, if you go back and listen to the original press conference, he's telling us that he's telling us that he can't handle this. I had to be talked into the job. I need you. I can't do this by myself. Well, hell, you can, you certainly can't do it by yourself. I mean, you can't do it with the staff that you have either. I mean, he was telling us, though, if you go back and listen to that first presser, everything that he said, well, like, well, yeah, Coach, I mean, Kenny, I guess you're right from that perspective. You, you, you had to be talked into it. I mean, you coached like you had to be talked into it. But then, for me, when the Bosich article hit, like, how, like, I can't wrap my mind around why he wants to come back. He can't be having fun. He can't be having fun. And in his heart of hearts, there's no way that he feels that he can get this turned around. Like, there's no way. You have eight wins with a roster that has numerous four-star four-star kids on there. Numerous. This is, this is a good ACC, not a great league this year yet again. And you're 3-14 and 14 in it. I mean, the writing's on the wall. I, I'm hopeful that he's not going to make this too difficult. But, I mean, if he's again, if he's using two 18-year-olds as pawns to come back, maybe it will get ugly. I hope it doesn't. 
for the sake of the program, for the sake of the fan base, for the sake of KP himself. I, I hope it's not. Well, let's see what you guys have to say. 8150-939 is the number. The Real Doc will lead things off tonight on the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Postgame Show. What's up, Doc? Hey, uh, and, uh, I got a friend that uh, he's a big Kansas fan, and every time they lose, I get on him. And uh, he shot back to me and said, well, we had our best player out, and that's why we lost. I said, that's no excuse. We haven't had a coach for two years. That's why we lose. <laughs> I mean, that's the right diagnosis. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I want them, to, when uh, whenever he gets rid of I don't want him to say, we let him go. I want him to say, we fired him. That's what I want. I want to hear him say, we fired him. Because he should have been fired after the first 10 games, because it was obvious to me as a former basketball player. Oh, yeah. He wasn't the coach. He wasn't the coach. Real talk, what was what was the first what was the first example that you saw with your eyes and were like, man, this ain't it? When I saw them, when when none of them followed the shots, mm-hmm. when none of them caught the ball with two hands, when none of them passed the ball with two hands, and just simple things, stepping on the sideline on a consistent basis, that's just four or five things, just right off the top of my head. And, and it's just, they didn't fight. You didn't see anybody with knees scarred up, with bandages on their knees. You didn't see anybody, you know, with swollen lips or anything. They don't fight. They don't know how to fight. It's obvious. These guys are way too soft. You know, when you're six, 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 seven. look, I played against Griff, played with Griff a lot. You know, we used to play in the park. And Griff would dunk you. Griff was 6'2 and a half, 6'3 at the most. He would try to dunk on you every time. These guys, they it's almost like someone had to beg them to dunk on somebody. It's, it's just ridiculous. These guys do not have any fight, man. It's unbelievable. And it's a reflection of the coach. He wasn't a real fighter when he was here. And I don't know why they expect this. Any more than that. You know, they, I didn't want him in the beginning, but they kind of talked me into it when everybody, Charles Barkley called in and all these former players, called, so maybe they know something I don't know. Well, let's see how it goes. But my first instinct was we need somebody with coaching experience. And look, it looks like that was what we needed, but we didn't get that at all. And he, he should, and you know what, with Chris Mack, at least he had enough enough manhood to walk away from saying. Yeah. This guy, this guy, not even walking away. Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, uh, thanks for the phone call, Doc. Yeah, I think. I mean, is he lacking that much self awareness? Because to to Doc's point, like again, can't wrap my mind around why does not why would he want to come back for a third year when you're this bad? Again, he can't be having any fun. He cannot be enjoying life right now, being as bad as he is. I mean, 95% of the fan base wants him gone. The Yum Center is, what, three-fourths empty. The fans have already spoken. You know, we're talking on post games about who the next coach is going to be. You know, midway through the, his first season, it was so bad. And then I, I'm only left to assume that he's so aloof that, like, he just, he's, he's not living in reality. Like, when you are as bad as as his tenure has been, like, you don't get a third year. And, you know, I, I like I like what, what Doc was saying about, you know, I was, you know, was of the mindset that this could be a mutual parting of the ways. But you know what? When, when you're this bad, when you're 12 and 48 and you're going to you're going to lose uh, a 50 spot 
in two years, yeah, you deserve to be fired whether you're an alum or not. It's been that bad if you don't want to walk away on your own. A couple more texts before we go back to the phone lines, 38-31-93-9. The uh, text machine is on and popping. Are you watching the Louisville Bowl, Bama versus Ole Miss? Yes, we are, actually. Texter said, complete trash. We are done with it. Um, if Kenny Payne comes back, he's not going to. But for the sake of the text, we better book Broadbent Arena for our home games next year just to have an opportunity to have that place, uh, any place that we play half full. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where it is. Uh, Louisville, 24 and a half. Shake my head. I never learned. I took Louisville plus 20 and a half. I, I thought they would at least cover. Texter said, I would get uh, here. Yeah, we also threw out the question: Who do you want for the next coach? This texture says, number one, Drew, one A Oates. I don't think they can hire Wade uh, or Beard or Kelvin Sampson because of their past. But Louisville um, did that to themselves. I get rid of all the players except for BHH, uh, Tyler, and Caleb Glenn. Maybe Sky. Texter said, is Josh Hurd jeopardizing his career by not firing him out? No, because, again, at the end of the day, you got two more weeks. Now, I know we all want that pound of flesh after the after the loss of the team up the road, but once he didn't fire him then, like, you would you could just assume that we're just going to play this out. And, again, it, it's, it's not going to matter. They have three more home games. The Yum Center is going to have five or 6,000 people in it. They're, they might win one of the three. Hell, they might win two. Who knows? They, they might lo- lose all three of them. But it doesn't matter. I mean, if they win all three, okay, so what? You're, you're 11 and 20. Congratulations. You win one of the three. So what? You know, this is just where we are. The season can't get over quickly enough. Before we go back to the phone lines, let's hit you up with our Juan Gomez Insurance Player of the game. It's BHH, yet another double-double, 11 points, 10 rebounds for that young man. Um, and he's, he's basically been a double-double machine the second half of the season. I didn't, didn't really play all that well either. Missed a bunch of free throws, missed a few layups, but still, you know, a solid double-double. And there wasn't a whole lot to uh, to choose from as well there. Ralph, you're up next on the Coorside Louisville Basketball Postgame Show. How you doing? Ralph, you there? All right, Ralph, sorry, man. Uh, feel free to call back. Cardinal Ken, you're up next on the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Postgame Show. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, fellow? Man, I'm just I'm ready for some wins, Ken. I'm ready for some wins. Hey, you're going to be waiting a while. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, just another tough game, you know. I think everybody knows at this point that coaching is the issue. I I don't understand why Tyler is not playing more, and BHH is actually playing well, you know. But once again, post game is the players' fault and all that and everything. And I think fans are just tired of hearing that. Mm-hmm. I've seen a Louisville fan today. And the first thing he said before he said anything was like five more games. <laughs> yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> I think it's I think that's where we are, but it's just you sit back and and just think about what are we good at? Is there anything that you can name that we're actually good at besides losing by twenty or more points? No. 
don't know who the next coach is going to be, but we'll see. Have a good night, bro. All right, uh, Cardinal Kim, appreciate it, man. 8150-939 is the number. Steve is up next on the program. Hey, Steve. Hey, man, as always, thanks for letting me in here. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I agree. I think this is over, and it's been over, and we all know that. But just to, to mix things up a little bit, um, you know, I mean, something that, that has to happen, and this is just the way I've felt about Mike and with Kenny, they're, they're frauds. And when I say that, I don't mean to be nasty, but it's there's no other way I can approach it. It was Mike. You know, every time we lost, if you go back, and Mike was what, a 10 times better coach than, than Kenny is, and his numbers prove it, and things bottomed out. But here's the thing. Every time we lost a tough game, every time it was toughness, these guys aren't tough enough. They're not tough enough. And then what ended up happening? Who's not tough enough to stick it out was him. Mm-hmm. He quit. Yeah. And then with Kenny, it's fight. Fight. They don't show fight. Well, you don't show fight. You haven't shown fight from day one. There was no fight. There's no fight in the staff. There's no fight. You don't even – care enough about this job to, to fight the day-to-day. He always talks about winning the day. What the hell do you do to win the day? What do you do? That's always been my question with this from the beginning. And I wasn't a hater. I'm, I'm different than, than a lot of people. I'll own it. I, I was excited from day one. I bought in 100%. I bought into every fool in this town that said, oh, he's going to get every every player. Every, remember when the transfer pro, every player in the transfer portal oh, yeah. was ours. Yep. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And I was excited. I was bought in 100%. <clears throat> and, and even the 4 and 28, I was like, you know what? He's got a bunch of malcontents. we got to let him clear out, and then we'll really measure what he's got. And then Wesleyan happened, and I've been out since. Yeah. Because the man simply just cannot win. Mm-mm. He can't win games. And I guess kind of what I was going to bring up is if, if take the discussion, sir, what's this look like? So we've got three regulars and a, and a tournament game left and time frame wise, because there almost has to be a search firm involved, which means you got to spend university money, which means you got to have permission, which means people have to meet, which means, you know what I mean? So, so like timeline wise, and I expect Kenny to get fired. And then I expect all the players to enter the portal, not necessarily a bad thing, but they have the right to. And I think that's what it'll look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, the search firm, and you have to have search firm because they have to do the vetting and they have to do, you know, they're not necessarily doing the picking for you. But that, So I'm just saying maybe we talk a little bit about or just if you've got any kind of knowledge what that time frame looks like. Because everybody acts like, you know, we got to get going, we got to go. But it's, I don't feel like it's going to be that fast. And that, that's not an aptitude on Josh Hurd's part. It's just the way things have to be. You know, when you're, you know, somebody can put up Kenny's buyout, maybe you don't have to go through the university, but the other things, you know what I mean? Like the, sure. the, uh, the boards and stuff have to meet. So I'll hang up. Maybe I, I just didn't want to talk basketball anymore. I want to do something. <laughs> talk, Steve, talk Steve I don't blame you. Business. Yeah, man, I, I don't blame you at all. Thanks for the phone call as always. And uh, thank you for listening. We, we appreciate that for sure. I do think, though, that. Heard and staff have have been working behind the scenes for weeks, if not months. I mean, I, I you know we all heard the buzz after the after the game or leading up to the game against the team up the road. We we heard that there was some murmurs that if he lost to Bellerman, he would be out again. Nothing definitive, but you know, buzz was out there, palpable buzz. So I think a lot of the work 
behind the scenes has been done. And so in relatively short order, I believe UofL will be prepared to hire a coach. But then again, it's March Madness. So we're going to be stuck in no man's land. We're going to want to coach ASAP. They can bring us in good players, especially from the portal, recruit the good players on this roster. But then what if our coach is in the second weekend? We're just going to have to wait. That's a good problem to have. But I think, to answer your question, Steve, the work, the groundwork has been laid. It's just we're, we're, it's going to be full steam ahead um, once the announcement is made that that Kenny is fired. And, and I'm going to now use that term instead of um, parting ways because, it, you know, at least through Rick Bozich, it, it appears that he wants to stay. And, again, if he's going to use two 18-year-old kids as pawns, then, you know, he's 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 putting his all of his eggs in that basket and that's it's not going to go it's not going to end well for him for sure because there is a move and it has to be made and it will be uh but I do think we're going to be kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because you know we want the best coach available and if they're a really good coach chances are they're going to be they're going they're going to have their team in a run in the NCAA tournament so We'll have to see. You're going to hear a lot of names. You're already hearing names. It's almost like, you know, for three weeks ago was Muss. Last week it was Oates. This week you're hearing Will Wade. I mean, you're going to hear different names throughout the next several weeks and just sit back and try to enjoy the speculation because it's a hell of a lot more entertaining than what this season is, what last year was and the year before that. I mean, we deserve much better than the product that, that's, that's been out there over the last uh, recent few years. That is for sure. 8150-939 is the number. Darren is up next on the Coruscant Louisville Basketball Postgame Show. Hey, Darren. Hey, this is another, well, black and red, tell them this. You already know. I don't know but another Pepto-Bismol night, my friend. <laughs> Indeed. But, uh... A couple of things. I'll be quick. Um, well, first, I want to give a shout-out to Kenny in the garage and uh, <laughs> to Alex and to Cody. Uh, they've mentioned me in the past, and I've been aiming to uh, give them a shout-back nice. for a long time. So I want to say hi to those guys and to uh, Lawrence. I ain't heard from him in a while. But uh, two things. Uh, the Rick Bozick, Kenny Payne thing article to me at one word sums that up and it's just flat out delusional mm-hmm. both of them that uh you know this one year thing with jerry Eve and different ones are still clamoring and hanging on to that coat rack if that is the case you know if, and if kenny Payne, jerry Eve, and all them believe that i got a suggestion give back the three million some dollars that you earned last year if this is year one, how about that? Yeah, as far as I know, he didn't volunteer last year. Exactly. So, uh, uh, act, well, before I make this next comment, it's not a guy that I want, and I'm not saying he could even coach at Louisville, but I got a call about three weeks ago. I've got a cousin that goes to uh, uh, Samford University in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. He's, and I've been... That's how bad and so fed up I've got with love. I've been watching Samford for the last two or three weeks <laughs> just because my cousin wanted me to check them out. So, and I've been doing that. They're actually in first place in the Southern Conference. 
And uh, Coach McMillan, only thing I'll say, Ethan, is, man, he those guys flat out get after it. They full-court press for 40 minutes. Uh, it's an exciting, entertaining brand of ball. And uh, like I said, let me reiterate, I'm not, you know, wanting him to be Louis coach, none of that. It's just been fun to watch that guy. It's been like a breath of fresh air. I said, this is what Louis needs to be doing. Yeah, but Kenny Payne can't do nothing at all. Kenny Payne is nothing but a pain to me anymore. And I said it two or three weeks ago, and I'll say it again, my friend. I just, I, I can't even listen to him talk. I tried to listen to the post game show, and I cut it off when he started talking. It just, it's just so redundant and so ridiculous. It's just, yeah, it just nothing resembles little at all, Ethan. But, uh, but hey, listen, I'll get off here. Uh, you know, I love you, man. I'll always love my Cardinals no matter what, but hopefully better days are ahead, my friend. And as always, go Cards. Yes, sir, Darren. Th- I appreciate the phone call, man, as always. A couple more texts now before we go back to the phone lines. Texter says, the season needs to end tonight. I'm done until next year. Go Lady Cards. Texter says, bad teams lose and terrible teams don't cover. Yes. Texture says, Richard Pitino. We couldn't even get him to cover 20 and a half. We're asking him to cover three touchdowns. Right. 20 and a half. Terrible. And, they, and then they allow the seldom used walk-on. He's like five foot one, having his little Rudy moment. But of yeah. course, because he went to Duke, he's probably going to have a movie made about him in a year or two. Yeah. Wide open three, standard. I mean, that's what Louisville does defensively. They just allow people to shoot um, wide open threes. And of course, he knocks it down. Texture said, Kenny's post games are always about um, what he needs. Never we or us, or it's just about them, as though he has nothing to do with it. Exactly right. Exactly right. It's everybody, you know, it's everybody else's fault. I need the kids to do this. We talked about this. Well, you've been saying that for two years. And both teams haven't done it. The roster that you didn't inherit this year, your roster is not doing it. Last year's roster didn't do it either. Thus, 12 and 48. Again, it's pretty simple when I break it down. If if I've when I'm just conversing with 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 someone who wants to advocate for a year 3, it's just I just hit them with the facts, hit them with the numbers. 12 and 48, 5 and 32, 1 and 27 away from the um center. Like, it's terrible. It is a fireable, more than fireable offense. Texter says, I honestly don't understand why KP took this job in the first place. I'm good at my job, but if I had to run the company, then believe our stock would dip and employees would lose the opportunity because of the learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Let's see. Uh, Someone texted in. Uh, let's see. The Jerry Eves Colt thinks he'll get a third year. I mean, you know, well, he's not. I mean, he's not. The fans have spoken. And again, it's 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 more important than me pontificating. It's you know the you guys, the callers calling in and texting in, angry. What what matters the most is what Card Nation has done with their wallets. And that is keep their money in them. 
not go to the games. When the Yum Center has 6,000 people on average at the home games, when the arena seats just over 22,000, that is the ultimate say-so. That's it. You can't sell a failure of historical proportions for a third year because the fan base has already spoken. There is no talking into it. There is no sales job to do. Texture said talent is not the problem. Besides Manny, every one of these players that played tonight were top 75 coming out of high school. Yes, I mentioned it earlier. Texture said, hell, there's there's a couple five stars in there. Well, yeah. There are lesser talented teams that will be playing and winning NCAA tournament games this year. At what point do we just say, look, it's not about the ingredients anymore. It's about the cook. Yeah, and he can't cook. Simple as that. Texture said, I mean, Kenny is probably the worst Division One hire in any sport by any school of all time. I mean, I don't know what college football, but I mean, college basketball, power, power leagues, yeah. I mean... Cragthorpe had a 41% winning percentage, just for what it's worth. 41%. And what is KP's? Exactly 20. <laughs> the Mendoza line. 12, out of, 12 and 48. He's I mean, 20% of his games. Remember how furious we are at how bad Cragthorpe was? Old Craggle Rock, man, I'm telling you this. Texture said, How is Bo's just going to spin this performance into a case for year three? He wrote a column, um, but he, he didn't mention year three in that one. Texture said, uh, <laughs> The team quit the last few games. Texture says, Oh, this was, uh, let's see. He is so arrogant and unaware. I truly think he does not see a problem. Once fired, he will he will talk trash about the program. He was simply the bag man for a decade, and he resented that role. He was determined to reinvent the wheel and do it all his way, not use NIL, not use the portal, bring in anyone skilled, not bring in anyone skilled in X's and O's, and there's no shock it failed miserably. Yeah, I mean, again, I've mentioned this before, and it's worth repeating. He never had a plan. And that's another reason why you can't advocate for a year three. First, it was, you know, I'm going to, I don't want to use NIL to attract players to come here. I want them to play. I want them to come here so they can play for Louisville and then we can figure out the NIL later. No, Kenny, that's not how that worked. I want to, I want to recruit, you know, high school kids and develop them, start young, and then maybe, you know, grab some portal supplemental players. Well, then after the loss to the team up the road, I got to hit the transfer portal. Well, then now you're dangling um, the potential of two five-star high school kids. Well, what what is it? And But that's the answer. He never had a plan. Curtis Williams, man, I hate to see this. Uh, he, is, he is on the struggle bus. One of 23 his last five games. Curtis is a good player. I would love to see him stick around on this roster for the next coach. Texture says, crazy to think that the next three home games attendance together might not even equate to attendance at a home game against the nobody team during the Patino era. Yet again, great text. This is where we are. This is where we are. Let's go back to the phone lines. Chuck, let's try Chuck again. He is up next on the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Post Game Show. Hey, Chuck. What's going on? Hey, man. Hey, uh, a couple of things. This is Bozich article. 
that's just noise. I mean, if those kids really wanted to come here and they love Kenny Payne, they can show him the love and go ahead and commit publicly. And if he gets let go, they can go play somewhere else. I mean, that's nothing but noise. Yep, pretty simple. Um, and, and Bo, I mean, I mean, you know, Bo's just using it as clickbait, I think. But, um, you know, the other thing, too, a lot of these mafia-type KP supporters, you know, always throwing it back on the fans and, you know, we got terrible fan base, et cetera, et cetera. I guarantee you, I don't care who's the coach next year because I've got trust in her that it's going to be a qualified, proven, experienced coach, whatever, wherever he comes from. The Yum Center is going to be packed right off the bat mm-hmm. because they want, you know, fans want to win. They want to support the team. You know, it's just no excuses. And there's just no excuses anymore. But the thing that I, I really miss, other than just good basketball, winning, and all that good stuff is, you know, Bob and Paul made a comment tonight how uh, Duke, after having played Louisville the first time, was doubling up on uh, Brandon. And you can see adjustments that they made, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to a coach being able to talk basketball and not, you know, emotional and mental training every game. You know, getting to a point where we can talk about X's and O's and why we did this and why we did that, I, I, it's, it's just it's nauseating. And anybody can be supporting this guy for a year three is, I mean, they're, they're either not a Louisville fan or they're delusional. I mean, it, I'm, just think, I'm just thankful it's almost over. That's all. I just had to. <laughs> Listen, Chuck, I feel you, man. I feel you. Thanks for the phone call. 8150-9390 is the number when somebody drops off. You can drop in. Anias, you're up next on the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Postgame Show. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? First off, man, I have never seen more of a lackluster of a defensive performance than I have tonight. Like, I really honestly feel like I could go find five men at the YMCA on Broadway. They would have shown better effort than what I saw tonight. Like, it was absolutely ridiculous. Like, I mean, not closing out, um, not hustling back on defense. Like, those are all signs of effort. I mean, you don't – I mean, running back on defense, um, like Tyler Johnson, I'm not saying it's always his fault because to run a zone, I know matchup zone, of course, your coach is supposed to teach you, you know, the, the players you're supposed to be guarding in a matchup zone. And he was all over the place tonight. I mean, he was – first, he was at – the corner, and then he was his man was at the top of the key. I mean, and I just felt like you know it was just a, a terrible, terrible defensive performance. And for that reason alone, and I'm sorry to say this, but I'm really tired of this nice guy stuff. I mean, when I say a mean coach, I don't mean a really mean coach, but I, I really want a coach that could be um, that can first teach defensive principles very well, but two, they're not scared to put a guy on the bench. They're not scared to look a guy in the eye and say, that's not good enough. I feel like Kenny Payne, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm paying you to be a basketball coach, not a life coach. And I'm saying you can yep. be a nice guy all you want, but I'm, yeah. not, I'm, I'm paying you to be a basketball coach. You know, And I just feel like that's very stressful. So now I know people are not really on the Mick Cronin train, but his name just seems to never go away. It just seems to never go away. I don't know if he was listening to the um, Mike Rutherford show, but Todd Spartan was on there the other day, and he said there may be a loophole around the um, buyout. Now, I can say, yes, Nick Cronin is a little, I mean, he's a little um, prickly. He can have a little mean personality. 
But I'll be damned if they don't play defense. If they don't, I've watched Lee Cronin all the way back to that Cincinnati, and when he was the assistant with Rick Pitino, and I'll see him now at UCLA. They're always highly ranking defense. If they're not playing defense, they will ride the bench. I mean, I, and that's just—I mean, that's just how it is. Yep. And I just feel like, you know, honestly, I, it might be a—I a, wouldn't say a risky, but I think he—I think he gets the job. I think he would get the job, and I think you know he's—he's he's from this area too, if I'm not mistaken. I think you know he has family in the Ohio, you know, um, area. But no, I, I just—I'm—I'm I'm just. The, the defensive performance, I mean, I mean, the offense, I mean, it was really a no-show, to be honest. I mean, everything you did on defense, can't, can, I mean, canceled out the offense. I mean, canceled out the defense. Sure. I don't care what you did on offense. The defense was terrible. I mean, I couldn't even look at the offense. But I'm sorry. I just need to rant. But, um, Sammy, yeah, how you feel about Mick Cronin? And um, I hope you guys have a great night. Thanks, man. Yeah, um, <clears throat> actually, uh, Ty, uh, I know, I know I, he was on with us last night on LSL, and he was talking about that as well, about the, you know, there's some with legalese. There's there's something in that contract that that he feels like he, he spoke to a um, a contract lawyer. I think I said that right. Contractual law person, and they made it sound like it seemed like there is a loophole. So his bout is 16 million. Louisville's not going to pay that. But you know he's an accomplished coach. Now this year they're not doing very well. But the three years prior, it's a Final Four, a Sweet 16, a Sweet 16. <laughs> I mean, I would take that in a three-year run, wouldn't you guys? Now he's not my—he's t- not on the top of my list, but I mean, we could do a lot worse. And Anias is right. <laughs> Louisville, uh, Louisville coach team under Mick Cronin would play defense. That is for sure. You wouldn't see layup lines and um, slam dunk contests, especially on out of bounds plays. Under a Mick Cronin coach team, I tell you that. Much. Boy, is he going to get a statue? The Mick, the pick is the pick, guys. Is he going to get a statue if Mick Cronin actually gets the job because he brought Brom home, and if Mick ends up coming here, he's going to get a statue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Texter said you don't need to search for him to know who the best coaches are. Heard has his yeses and his noes. He knows who he's hiring. As soon as that coach loses, it will be announced. See, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking as as well. What if we don't have to wait until the term is over nor pay for a coach's buyout to hire a new coach? Jay can immediately be paid $10 million a year, uh, year one at a time, on a four-year rolling contract. We announced at the beginning of the tournament, we steal the story, go cars. Listen, I don't think Jay Wright's a possibility, but crazier things have happened. I mean, that would be a grand slam hire, no doubt about it. Uh, those two-year numbers, Texter said, are staggering. Impossible to believe. I've been a fan for 40 years. So get Texter, I'm 44, and my four years at UofL were Crum's last four seasons. And, and, and those four seasons, I believe the, the combined record was 62 and 62. Now, it certainly wasn't good. Louisville lost in the NCAA tournament in the first round two of those years. The other years were 12 and 19 and 12 and 20. This does not touch 12 and 48 over two year span at all. 8150939 is the number. Jerry is up next on the program. Hey, Jerry. Hey, thanks for taking my call. The uh, Everybody talking about the coaches going deep in the tourney. I don't really view that as an issue uh, if we have to wait because they're all recruiting and they're just going to take the guys that they're recruiting at wherever and transfer them to Louisville. You know, I mean, they're just going to – the kids are following coaches. They're not really following schools. They are, but they're not. But they're following the coaches as much as the schools. So I don't, I don't view that as an issue. If we have to wait until the final game of the season and we've got our guy 
that's in the final game. We wait, and then they bring who they bring. Um, I hope we. I hope on the twelfth of March that we play at noon, because hopefully we'll, we'll have our coach fired by three to five p.m. that day. I'm with you, uh, Pete. People have referenced Rick Bozich. I went back and watched the press conferences from the day that Kenny Payne was hired, and and I've said this on another talk show, but I don't know if I've ever said this on yours. Do you know what he referred to him as? Mm -mm. The perfect hire, okay? Mm. Rick Bozich, my thing with him is, is this. He's either delusional or he can't admit how poor, how how far off he was and how wrong he was, you know, because I, I've, I've talked to him on the air on other shows before and, and, and listed, and this was before we hired Mac and listed my reasons why Kenny Payne was not a viable uh, candidate at the time. And, and, and I mean, I've always felt like that, you know, uh, I always say, and I'm not going to beat this horse, he wasn't even worthy of an interview any more than David Padgett was worthy of an interview. They both were not. Okay. Um, let me switch gears a little bit. Brom, when Brom was hired, he really helped Hurd. You know, Hurd's seat would be hot right now if it wasn't for Jeff Brom. But Jeff Brom hurt Kenny Payne. And I'm going to tell you why. Because he came in here and he said, I want to win and I want to win now. And, and he's got to recruit what, 85 or 90 guys, not 12 or 13. The current team, the guys that we have right now, if we keep Tyler and Bradley Huntley Hadfield and Glenn, I'm good. I know, I know. I guess you said something positive about Curtis. He's, he's, I, I could handle him too, but it doesn't matter. You give me those three and I'm good. Somebody talked about the defensive effort tonight. Well, my, my take on the defense all year has been it's not just the effort. We don't communicate. We, it's, clear, it's clear on the screen when I'm watching the game that we're not talking on defense because there's no – I mean, there was a, a, a play tonight where uh, the, the point guard, I'm losing his name from tonight, he hit about four or five threes, and there was a switch, and they left him wide open, and he chose to, to drive it for whatever reason. That was weird, but – but he, they left him wide open, and he'd already hit four or five. I'm going to give you my coaches real quick. I got what I, I – I joke around with my friends. I had a sweet 16. I've dropped it down to an elite eight. There you go. Okay, and I'm going to give you tonight an elite eight plus one, okay? I'm going to give you in my order of preference, and I, and I know a few of these might be unrealistic, but you call them and you make them say no. I start out with Scott Drew is number one. Chris Beard is my second pick. You go to Nate Oates after that, and Pearl is coming in at number four. Muss is five. I got Will Wade at six. Shaka at seven. Ben McCollum at eight from the Division Two ranks with four national championships. And my plus one's Grant McCaslin at Texas Tech. And, uh, a lot of people don't know this about Grant McCaslin. He's 18-5 and five in the postseason in his career. At North Texas, he won not only a CBI, but he won an NIT. And he's 18-5 and five in the postseason. I think uh, any of those guys I would take right now, okay? 
Um, again, I have my order of preference. I really believe we're going to get either Drew or somebody out of the SEC. And I hope that's what happens because those SEC coaches are good right now. I mean, hate to say it, but it is what it is. Yeah. So, hey, I appreciate the vine, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Jerry, down from his Sweet 16. I remember he called in a couple weeks ago. It was a Sweet 16. Now you're competing and advancing, winning and advancing. Now it's the Elite Eight. Gary, you're up next on the program. Good evening. Hi. How you doing? I'm calling from Central Ohio. Before I start, two coaches you mentioned, uh, not you mentioned, but a previous caller. Um, being in Central Ohio, uh, Jay Wright uh, just turned down the idea of him even thinking about coming to Ohio State this week, saying he has no desire to ever coach again. Uh, the other caller said also something about Mick Cronin, thought he was from Ohio. Mick Cronin's dad was a high school basketball coach in Cincinnati, and he's a Cincinnati boy. So, yeah, he is relatively local. Um, but it's funny, your last caller just threw out the name Ben McCollum. I called his, I pulled his name out uh, when I called after the Miami game and said the same thing about Ben McCollum. I said, winning is winning. Now, if he can recruit, that helps. But you don't win four national championships and not know how to coach. So, uh, especially when you get guys that probably don't get a lot of scholarship money. Uh, at, uh, he's at Northwest Missouri State, by the way. Um, Curtis, I've said I like this guy, but I think this coaching staff has ruined him. Um, the guy's playing with no confidence and basically no basketball IQ right now, uh, which is a shame because he looks like he had tools. Um, about winning, uh, losing 50 games in a, in a, in a short time. I looked it up while you guys was on hold. Then he took him eight years to lose 52 games. He lost exactly 52 games after eight years. Wow. Uh, Mac was in the middle of his third year of his coaching career, and that was coaching at lower level. Uh, you know, uh, mid, uh, you know, uh, not a power five conference school. Um, <laughs> and it took him three and a half years to lose 52 games, and every one of those years he had a winning record, too. So, uh, uh, that's where they're at there. But, yeah, this team is, um, <laughs> I guess at this point, where do you go? Because it, it just doesn't seem like um, uh, they look like they have a lot of athletes. They, they gave a graphic tonight. They got seven top 100 recruits on this team, and you might have said that earlier and I might have missed it. But you got seven top 100 recruits. How many teams in the ACC have seven top 100 recruits outside of Duke and North Carolina? Right. Not you know, very many. I bet you, I bet you, Miami doesn't. I bet you, Florida State doesn't. I bet you, Virginia doesn't. I bet you, Virginia Tech doesn't. I bet you, Pitt doesn't. <laughs> so you're right. you're right. I mean, you know, and that's that is again. That's yet another example of the spectacular failure that's been KP as the coach. I mean, he's he's <laughs> he's he hasn't he doesn't beat anybody. He's not supposed to beat outside of Miami, but then he's losing to. You know, mid-majors. He's losing to the bums yeah. and the dregs of the ACC. No doubt about it. And then he's getting blown Dullerman. out by the upper echelon. Dullerman last year and almost this year. You know? Yeah. And then when they almost lost him this year, weren't they missing their two best players that night? Yeah. Dullerman. If Bellerman was completely healthy, they would have won. You know, here, here, here's a question to ask. Take the team that Kenny Payne played for in 86 as a freshman. Would that team have even got to the tournament or maybe past the first round of the tournament if Kenny was coaching that team that he played no, on? No. If, he, if, you could, if you could pull him out in a time machine and put no. him back as a coach, replace him, I, I, I'm not sure that's a tournament team. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. Thanks for the phone call, Gary, man. Appreciate it. Uh, let's get to Kathy. We had, we had Gary from Ohio, Kathy from Kansas. What's going on, Kathy? Well, 
I'm, uh, I've got two coaches in mind. I'm really getting to be on the Mick Cronin train. Okay. Uh, he was interested last time. Um, he is a little brash. Uh, I can't see the only reason Scott Drew would leave Bavers to get away from that thing that's at Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, but I think you're going to see Houston take over the Big 12. But I'm on the Mick Cronin train. I think that he would come in, you would have results early. Uh, my second choice, and I don't know that we'll get him because my K-State friends get mad whenever I discuss it, is Jerome Tang. And I'll tell you, uh, I watched my Shockers tonight. They got seven people from the transfer portal. Now, the record hasn't been as good as I'd hoped, but this Paul Mills is a good coach, I think. It's going to take him a couple of years. But the transfer portal is viable. And we need a coach in there that will use the transfer portal. And I think that Mick Cronin is what this fan base needs to get this program re-energized. And uh, I heard, I've been, you got me started listening to the Third Banner podcast. And I've been listening to those folks. And um, they are on the Mick Cronin train to a point, too, but I really think that we have the best chance of getting Mick Cronin, because like I said, he was interested before. Now, when Rick Pitino was going to retire, Chris Mack's name was at the top of that list, so I knew when Pitino got let go that he would be uh, at the top of the list. Another one that you should maybe take a gander at is Steve Forbes. He's a good he's a good coach and I I think that I don't I just can't see Louisville getting someone like a Nate Oates or something like that. Uh Bill uh Musselman is too wishy washy for me. But I like I like Mick Cronin, and I'm on the Mick Cronin tree team, and I like what that man said. I hope as soon as the season's done that the first words that come out of uh, Josh Hurd's mouth are, goodbye, Kenny. <laughs> and, and, and I just, you know, I love my Cardinals, but I tell you, it's just torture for me to, to listen anymore. And I think that, uh, I, like I said, I'm on the Mick Cronin bus, uh, and Jerome Tain would be second. Steve Forbes would be third. And, um, but I, I, I just hope it ends soon because it's just a dang nightmare. And I'll let you go, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Kathy. Appreciate it, too. It also shouts out to the Third Banner podcast crew. Oh, where's her cat? She, the cat was missing. I guess Catfoot was asleep. <laughs> oh, poor Clyde. I, t- I tell you. I know. I, I love how she also, because um, she she throws shade at, like, KU and stuff. I love it. Like, every 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 call. I love it. Uh, in the Duke Rudy movie, Texter said, 
the five two guy will hit a three over um, a contest from a six eleven guy rather than wide open. Why didn't Zan play? Just curious. Texture says might be the worst hire in the history of the NCAA. I mean, I certainly think it is in in power in in the power five now power four. Uh, you know, the re- evidence bears that out. This might have been Gary from Ohio. Texture says it took Denny eight years to lose fifty two games. It took Mac three and a half years. The way uh, the way KP talks in press conferences, the way you should talk four games into the year, not four games left in the year. Great text there. Agree 100%. Texter says, everybody talking about how KP is such a good guy, wasn't born in 86, means nothing to me. Texter says, I don't want Mick Cronin. And the next text says, Mick is the pick. Two thoughts. First, who are the potential coaches with or from the best coaching trees? Denny from the Wooden Tree and Rick turning assistants into head coaches worked out well for us. Second, what about a reverse strike like the A's fans did to keep the team in Oakland during our last home games? 4,000 fans averaged the season, then 20 for the last game would send a message. Not anything, not that anything could speak louder than the record. LOL. Yeah, I mean... I like seeing that from the standpoint after Matt quit, there was a stretch. I think we played Duke and UNC back to back and they had around 17, 18,000 for each game. It was just a brief memory, a trip down memory lane, kind of like last year's one of the only four wins when we beat Clemson and recognized the 2013 national champions. It was actually a good game. It was a boisterous and rowdy yum center that we're all accustomed to. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be down for that. 8150-939 is the number. Kevin, the mechanic. Hopefully, Kevin, you're taking a break from working on your car to give us a call. How we doing? I say that's the problem of being a mechanic. I never work on my car. It, I have half a truck to put onto my truck that has needed to be done for over a year, but I'm always working on everybody else's stuff. No, I, you know, I listened to the game. I had it on for a few minutes, and then I just had to turn it off. And it just—it's one of those things. How I mean, you—you you keep thinking to yourself, "This is the lowest that we can get. This is the lowest this team can get." And then every time, it's always uh, you, they find new ways to disappoint us. I mean, <laughs> you know, you see people are sitting there talking about, you know, when you are, you know, I mean, when I, you know, I taught my daughter. Um, to in upwards and one of the big things that i taught those kids is you keep your eye on the ball you keep your eye on the ball you know now you can sit there when they're you know when they're dribbling dribbling keep your eye on their waist because you don't want to see what they're you know you don't want to see that movement but you at least know where the ball is and there was an alley-oop during that game where i didn't see one Louisville player's eyes on the ball and it's like if, if if my my eight year old daughter and her friends could grasp that simple thing, how are these college players these and the coaches are just it is so infuriating. I just I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's just it's, it an, is. it's another it's another failure. It's another way to disappoint us. And to show us that this is, an, I mean, just an abject failure on all accounts. I mean, this has to be the worst coaching hire 
in the history of collegiate sports. And I don't mean, I mean, I, I'm talking all collegiate sports. I'm talking Division Two. I'm talking, you know, uh, rec leagues. I mean, Jesus, Mary and Joseph's. It doesn't get any worse. So, but and I'll be back working on trucks tomorrow and listening to everybody as always. And so, you know, go cards and, uh, you know, we'll start it again tomorrow. Let's I do it. it. All right, Kevin, thanks for the phone call, man. Texture says back to the text line before we get back to the phones. Kenny had a plan. He had a great plan for the team in the 1980s when most players stayed at the same school for four years. Those days are are over and gone, and so is KP in just a few more days. He may be a great person, but he's not a head coach in the least. Um, certainly not the one, the coach of caliber of that Louisville deserves. Go Cards. He turned down Ohio State, said that, uh, then said that. He turned down Ohio State, then said that. He's referring to Jay Wright. Yes, um, so... Prior to that with Ohio State, he had said something probably like a month ago. I don't know who he spoke to, and he was like, no, I'm good. I'm not getting back into coaching. Um, certainly, that would be a great, it would be a magnificent pull for Josh Hurd to do that. But that's just, I mean, that's not going to be in the cards, pun intended. Kathy Texer says, has been a UofL fan a long time. She is simply great in all caps. Yeah, we love Kathy from Kansas, no doubt about that. Texture said, should we be taking a look at Amir Abdul-Rahim at USF? I don't know because I think he's certainly turning some heads. I mean, he got Kennesaw State turned around, USF. I, I think I saw the stat. Zach, maybe you can confirm that this was the first time in school history South Florida was ranked. Yeah, that's right. First time ever they've been ranked. He's been, He's been a phenomenal coach. I just don't think he has enough experience yet to be you know to step up from south florida to louisville i think he probably has another um rung in the ladder to climb but yes certainly he has done a fantastic job and should be in the running for coach of the year uh, in the american and potentially for for the nation as well uh texter says mac used to eat mixed lunch and we ran him off also said KP's press conferences are like being in Groundhog Days. Yeah, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, still don't understand why they are paying Kenny as much per year as they are when he had no head coaching experience. He's paid more per year than many other coaches who have had years and years of head coaching experience. That I understand the, the angst behind that text, but... With Louisville being an elite brand, you usually just pay more because you're Louisville. And he's still, for the program of Louisville stature, $3.35 million per year is relatively cheap. And I'm using that in air quotes. So, yeah. But I understand uh, the rationale behind that text. Chris, you're up next on the Coors High Louisville Basketball Post Game Show. How you doing? What's up, buddy? How we doing? Man, I tell you what, I'll be much happier when we're talking about wins. I will say that. Man, I'm ready for football season. <laughs> That's right. Me too. Hey, number one, we had to drive to Bowling Green, watch Western play to see a quality basketball game tonight. So I love their uniforms, man. I love those uniforms. Black is nice, but everybody's black. Hey, number number two, what about South Oldham hitting that last second shot to beat OC last night? That's what's up. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. Big clutch layup there. So uh, absolutely, go Dragons on Friday night. Absolutely. Hey, so I'm I'm quality tang gang. I just want to know. 
how soon do we need to make any kind of move after the season to to take care of next year? Because if we don't make a move the second the season's over, I feel like we're going to be behind, and then we're doing two years ago summer all over again. What do you think? Well, Chris, man, I appreciate I appreciate the call. I appreciate you listening. I think we're we're gonna we're gonna make a move within 24 hours after losing in the ACC tournament. Most likely, that's going to be March 12th. Now, that's going to give us a leg up because remember, the ACC tournament starts on a Tuesday. The SEC and I think maybe the Big 12 start on Wednesday, perhaps the Big 10 Wednesday as well. So right there, you're going to get a leg up. Now, again, I'm of the belief that the next coach that's going to be on the sideline of the Yum Center is going to have their team in the NCAA tournament. So we're probably still going to have to wait. And oftentimes, like, we won't know. Like, we're hearing names and rumors and innuendo or whatever. But a lot of the times, you're not going to know that candidate. You're not going to know who that is until maybe potentially 48 hours, a day or two before something is, is final because they don't want to get that out there, obviously, to be a distraction to the team that they're coaching now. And if they're going on a deep run in the NCAA tournament, we're going to have to wait a couple more weeks. But I do think, listen... Hell, we've gotten past the last three years. I mean, what's three more weeks if KP's gone? You know what I mean? That that just leaves us time to watch potential coaches. Right now in the studio, we're watching Ole Miss and Alabama. Those are two coaches that have that have been reported at least to some degree with whether that speculation rumor, whatever, of you know Louisville being a Louisville target in some form or fashion, so that's going to be fun. That's what we're going to have to occupy our time with is watching potential coaches and other teams, because we're going to be out of it so much quicker. Last phone call of the night, they're going by love them cards, and that's what we do um, uh, on this show, even though we're in trying times. What's going on? Hey, what's up, Ethan? Uh, I was calling because, uh, yes, I was a member of the uh, pain train, and I gave him every opportunity until he said, we're going to show you with the eye test. Mm -hmm. Then when I seen the first three or four games, I was like, oh, my gosh, okay. (laughs) Ah, The eye test is not uh, so well. You know, I might need to see Dr. Beiser. With that being said, I think that the Powell game kind of ended any uh, hopes for a uh, a good season. The Powell is three and twenty. I don't know four. They lost again like tonight. That. They might be three and twenty six. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. So we let a team that that's won three games. One of the victories are against us, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm off the train. I know that this is not a realistic candidate, but nobody's mentioned, and I understand for good reason, um, Brad Stevens. I would love for Brad Stevens to return to the college ranks. I don't think he wants to. I don't know nothing about the man. But like, like everybody said earlier, make a phone call and make him say no. And I just wanted to get your opinion on him. And also, my second choice was Richard Patino. Because I think if you, if Richard says yes, it can unite the fan base and move us on quickly past the division that has been caused 
rather Kenny Payne Har. I just want to get your thoughts. All right, thank you. Thanks, love them cars. Yeah, man. I don't I don't think Brad Stevens is going to be a candidate to be to be honest with you. Um I, I'm with you in the line of thinking you just gotta call people, make them say no first. Um and, and I like your point too about making sure we have the right hire so Cardination can be united once again. I was, I spoke on that on LSL last night. I hate seeing, you know, the division. I hate seeing fans going after one another. But you know, when we've been stuck in this rut you know, 12 and 48, 13 and 19 before that, this this Louisville program is a shell of itself. And, you know, we're all very caring, passionate people that love Louisville basketball. It is a part of our life. And a part of our life is being ripped away. And I'm not being, you know, and I'm not exaggerating that part of it. I mean, how many times are you with family or friends? And at one time, most of us, maybe not all, but most of us, planned your social calendars around Louisville basketball. Well, when are the cards playing? Well, the cards are playing at 2, so I can't make it. Well, Louisville's playing at 7, so this thing better wrap up by 6 o'clock. Like, we don't do that anymore. And I can't blame anyone. Got a, I got, you know, I was at a birthday party a couple weeks ago. Missed every single second of the Pittsburgh game. What did I miss? A 27-point beatdown. Oh, well. You know, there's there's fans now that used to do that very same thing. We're gonna go downtown. We're gonna uh, we're going to the game tonight. We're gonna go get some get some drinks. Go get something to eat before the game. Go. On, we're gonna go like wife and I always after Saturday afternoon games. Stay down there. Go get something to eat afterwards. It was an event. You have you know, I was I was raised by my dad going to Freedom Hall. That was that was my highlight of the week. And whenever I acted up in school or I got in trouble, the first thing my dad did, I'm taking your mother, you're not going. Killed me. Because I lived for that, especially as a kid growing up. I'm sure you guys did too. Whether you went with your mom, dad, grandpa, grandpa. But that's, it's just, that's what's the sad part of it is. And we mentioned this too. If you, I have two daughters, 11 and 8. They don't know Louisville basketball. Dad, did the cards lose again? That's what I get. And it kills me. They like Louisville football. They've seen them being successful. And that's why this is just, this is more than just the game. This is more than just being a fan. This is part of our city. This is the fabric that's that has been a part of our families for generations. And it's just not the same, and that's why that can't continue. You can't have 6,000 people in the Yum Center. You can't get blown out by every NCAA tournament team that you're going to play. You can't lose to a DePaul team that's 3-25. and You can't get embarrassed by Arkansas State. You can't get run off your home court by Notre Dame that's 10 and 17, and then give your team a couple of days off. Like, what are you doing? But that is why we are 12 and 48 and 5 and 32 in the ACC because the head coach never has gotten it and he won't. End of the, end of the day, that is, that is it. 
couple more texts. Uh, I'm going to get you updated with some scoreboards. We're going to close things out tonight. April 8th is the NCAA championship game. Have to wait until the new coach for then. I think it's going to come before April 8th. And that was also be the 11th year anniversary of our third national championship. My son just came home, Texter said, with his friend and said, why doesn't KP talk X's and O's in the post game when he's asked a question? He always avoids the question and just says, not enough fight. They go to SOHS, so they're pretty smart. Go Dragons. That's what's up. We can talk. We probably talk more X's and O's in the hallways than, than KP does in his press conference, to be honest. We're not serious about Richard, are we? I thought we were joking around. I mean, he's a name thrown out there, but no, he's not going to be on the, the, the top list. He needs, he needs sustained NCAA tournament success. Two 20-loss seasons, where do we go from here? What's it going to take? Well, at the end of the day, as soon as we lose to the, in the ACC tournament, and we'll play at 430, we got that 15 seed on lock, that it's going to be a 430 tip on Tuesday, March 12th. The season more more uh, very likely will be over at roughly 630, and then let the spe- speculation begin. I, I, I'm expecting within 24 hours we're going to know. All right, so let's uh, get you updated with your landing paints, points in the paint. That's BHH with his double-double. He also took home the Juan Gomez Insurance Player of the Game with his double-double of 11 points and 10 rebounds, and that is your landing paints, points in the paint there as well. Your BJ Heating and Cooling Defensive Player of the Game, BJHeatCool.com. Call the experts you can trust. I'm going to give this to Brandon Hunley-Hatfield because he altered some shots, got got some blocks. But, like, at the end of the day, when you allow your opponent to shoot 56% from the field, 50% from three-point range, like, are is anybody really deserving of a defensive player of the game honor? But we're going to give it to BHH because at least he showed uh, some fight throughout the evening. Your UPS Jobs Top 25 Scoreboard. Shift your future at UPS Jobs. Apply today at UPS Jobs. Dot com. There are a host of games going on. Of course, number 10 Duke defeats Louisville 84 to 59. Duke improves to 22 and 6, and Louisville falls to a embarrassing 8 and 20. Number 13, Illinois will beat Minnesota 105 to 97. There's 13 seconds left in that one. Number 14, Alabama leads Ole Miss 89-77 with 3.45 to go in that one. Number six, Arizona leads in-state rival Arizona State 41-27 at halftime. Number 12, Creighton all over Seton Hall 85-64. Number 18, South Carolina beats Texas A&M 70-68. Number eight, Iowa State beats Oklahoma 58-45. Number four, Tennessee beats number 11, Auburn 92-84. Number five, Marquette beats Providence 91-69. And number 24, Florida beats Missouri, 83 to 74. Your ACC conference standings presented by Kelly, the employment solution experts. Visit kellyjobs.com. They are as follows. North Carolina leads the way at 14 and 3. Duke is 13 and 4. Virginia, 11 and 6. Clemson and Wake Forest are 10 and 7. Syracuse, Louisville's next opponent, is 10 and 8. Pitt is 9-8, and eight, as is NC State and Florida State as well. Virginia Tech is 7-10. and 10, BC, 6-10. Notre Dame, 6-11. Miami, 6-12. Georgia Tech, 5-12. And, and our Louisville Cardinals, all by their lonesome, 
at 3-14 and 14 in the conference. That'll do it for us. Thank you so much to Zach Crantrell for producing this effort, and thank you guys for staying up late with us. One of these days, we're going to talk wins. I'm going to speak it into existence. Taylor Lynch has you for your Coors Light Louisville basketball postgame show on Saturday night. Until next time, go Cards. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.